Raptors win! Raptors win! Get out the salami and cheese, mama! This ball game is over! There you go, folks. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> what it do, baby? What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 22 of Turp, the untitled Raptors podcast. Actually, Akshay, we should be changing this to the 2019 20 2019 championship raptors podcast what do you think oh man what a year for us to pick to do a podcast even if it's just for fun it was a it was a year with a lot of ups and downs and ended with the biggest up we could have asked for the journey actually the journey journey the journey I've, I've heard the word journey so many times the last 48 hours. It's like I'm watching an episode of The Bachelor. That's what it the is. Journey. The journey. The journey was amazing. <laughs> you know, the journey. Uh, it, it was a very exhausting journey. I think when, when the final buzzer sounded, you and I, like, we were really excited. But there was a part of us that was like, oh, my God, we get our lives back. Yes. Finally, we get our lives back. <laughs> Finally, we can do other things other than just watch nonstop basketball. Yeah, uh, and analyze nonstop basketball and listen to endless podcasts that come out about, like, each game, there's, like, 15 podcasts that come out, and you're like, oh, got to listen to that one, got to listen to that one, got to listen to that one. And they, they all say the same thing, which is just keep listening. And you know you what? Read. A lot of them are such bullshits. Like, some of the ones I'd be like, I'd listen to, I'd be like, we got to watch out for DeMarcus Cousins. He's a real uh, threat. And you watch DeMarcus Cousins, you're like, this guy is a pylon. Yes. He can't even move. I know, but he, he did... Uh, I mean, when, when you have Steph Curry out there as your only offensive option, somebody needs to score, right? Like, DeMarcus Cousins did score. I think Andre Iguodala in the, in the closing game ended up with, like, 22 points. It was the first time all season he had over 20 points, right? So, somebody's going to score. Oh, man. But, okay, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. Let's talk current. What just happened today? The the parade, the parade. So the parade uh, was the longest parade in pro sports history. It arrived at its destination five hours and twenty five minutes after it started. Can you believe that? It's painful. It's painful. Oh my god! So, well, you you tried to go. Well, I was there at six no seven a.m. Yeah, seven seven fifteen a.m. We got to Nathan Phillips Square, which is where the rallying happens and every all the speeches and all that kind of stuff happens. Uh, we got a good spot near the fences, and we had a good view of the stage and everything like that. We were there till I would say. You messaged me at like one thirty, probably 1:30. like one one thirty. Yeah, yeah that's like that. when we decided to leave. And the only reason we decided to leave is because it got so insanely packed that you're literally pushed on the wall, pushed on the fence. And if we had an opportunity to leave, and that was just to go through the this fence and just get out instead of getting out of the entire mob uh we just left we're like okay no we can't take this anymore it was way too much way poorly organized on that part and people go crazy right i mean going to the washroom was a nightmare you go to the washroom you come back people are just giving you dirty looks where are you from Wait, what are you doing here i'm like no i promise you i got a spot there i got a spot at the front uh regardless difficult times but overall parade was amazing uh, I enjoyed it. All, there's so much content out there. Uh, I know so much. Plant Guy gave his plant to Kawhi Leonard. I love Plant Guy. He actually, <laughs> oh my god, it's amazing. A quactus. A quack. He's a part. He's a barber in real life. So you can, if you guys, anybody ever wants to meet Plant Guy, they can go for a haircut by him. 
Amazing. <laughs> what else? We had Marcus all chug a whole bottle of wine. Yep. We had Lowry change the chant for one more year to five more years. Yes. Kawhi for five <laughs> more years. Kawhi's like, yeah. no, he's not going to do five more years. Yep. Uh, Danny Green, whose hair looked like, wow. Like, I didn't even know that was possible. How did, like, it was his hair that tight all season long? That's that was crazy. That's crazy. That's absolutely insane. He just let it all out. And it, I wish he plays basketball with that hair. I think that hair would, would drive defenders uh, absolutely crazy. And they'd probably get lost in his hair. <laughs> so maybe he could actually make a bucket or two. Yeah, I uh, know. The other guy, yo, his, his other guy joke might be the most underrated joke where he said, I, I appreciate you guys embracing me, even though I was the other guy in the trade. <laughs> He's a pretty good other guy. I know he didn't have the greatest playoffs, but that's just kind of because they, they locked in on him. But t- throughout the regular season, he was killer. He was amazing. He was, he's definitely, I think he should have been all NBA in the defensive side, all defensive NBA. But. Yeah, he, he, he was close. I think he was, he was like the highest voted guard that didn't make it or something like that, right? So he was super close. Uh, it's pretty ridiculous he didn't make it. You know why? Because it's, it was, uh, it was all rigged. <laughs> all the superstars get it. All the superstars get it. That's what, it is. Uh, what else did you like today? We we uh, boardman gets paid shirt that Kawhi was wearing today. Amazing. But then uh, I, I think oh I, you know what I did I loved Larry Tannenbaum's speech. Oh God. Oh my God. It was the it was the best speech in the world. You know uh, Tannenbaum. You know, the just, politicians they just all needed to like why do we we don't want to see the politicians why are they there. No, the Larry wow. Tannenbaum speech was amazing. You know, yeah. you always want to hear about a a, a rich uh, rich owner who's probably has no charismatic skills whatsoever, <laughs> talking about the team with so much passion and so much, you know, wearing a nice sweater, like nice jacket. He, he did have a really nice jacket and just being excited about the team. If you don't get the hint of this, I'm being completely sarcastic. That was the shittiest garbage. <laughs> absolute waste of time speech that i heard like i, I uh, here's my rant on this if you think that you need to have you need to have char- uh, charisma to be successful or anything like that or be outgoing social fear not you've got larry tannenbaum make your money in something that has zero zero charismatic skills you'll never have to use it again it's ridiculous how boring that was oh yeah he's never been in the thing is Fans haven't been exposed to him that much, but every time I've seen him talk, even at the end of the championship, um, when he got the trophy and they, he was into being interviewed, he's just he's just boring. And what, what, what did you refer to him? He's like the. He, you oh, I said, <laughs> I said to you, this is how I feel when the parents talk at at an Indian wedding. <laughs> exactly what it means. Exactly. Uh, for our Indian listeners, they'll understand that long uh, speeches, and you're just like, please, just embarrass. Please, just hope you don't say anything yeah. stupid. I, I was hoping please don't say anything stupid or racist please 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 please, please yeah please, it's please. just and like they just keep going and going and going and everybody's tuned out of it um so what, the other the other i guess the biggest thing that will come out of today's parade was that our season went full circle laugh to laugh oh so good uh, that so was quiet leonard man he i, I know he's gonna um I know he may not stay and all that stuff, but this guy decided to let loose finally. You saw a lot of his personality over the last three or four days with all the, the Instagram stuff coming out and the clips and all. And then today, he got the last speech before Drake, I guess. And 
he decided to just basically meme himself. Like he, he <laughs> it was, and the, the, the best part of the whole thing was that he, I guess his teammates didn't know he was going to do it, that the reaction from all the Raptors players when he did that laugh, man, I could watch just the reaction. It's like, it's like watching a bench go crazy after a dunk, except yeah. even better. That was awesome. That was absolutely, truly, truly awesome. It was good to get to see Kawhi embrace that. You know, all the signs what Kawhi's done the last few days has been encouraging. You know, he's been hanging out with the right people. You know, Drake and Serge Ibaka yeah. <laughs> going on Drake's jet. The most funniest thing is that they were supposed to land back in Toronto on Saturday, and they were like, "Yeah, we need one more day in Vegas." Yeah, some of the some not all of them. Some of them. Some. Of them, some right? Yeah. Some Might as well stay one more day in Vegas, enjoy it, and come back on Air Drake. On Air Drake, you know what he was given Air Drake by, uh, I think Cargo Jet or something. One of the companies. Um, to just like as promotion, they thought it would be good PR to give him a, a plane so that people would just write articles about how he was given a plane and it would be PR. That's such expensive PR, I guess. I don't know, like to give a whole freaking plane. It? No, he was given that plane oh as from like it's a marketing thing by, by one of the. So when you read the articles about the plane, people will be they'll mention the companies in it. It's a pretty expensive Expensive PR right there, eh? Man, the guy, the guy's got like fifty-four million followers on Instagram. So yeah, and so it, part of the deal is like, here's your plane, but you're gonna like tweet and, tweet and, and Instagram and all well, this. He shit. had that stupid plane going up and uh, th- throughout the throughout the evening. It was literally yeah. in circles. I'm like, yeah. this is a this is not a jet. This is a what a seven three seven massive plane taking yeah, circles yeah. around Toronto. It's a it's a legit plane that they've basically like taken out all the seats and put in very few seats and made it like a luxury plane. Yeah, it, it's it's looks nice. Yeah, it is nice. It is nice. So that was the parade. That was a lot of fun outside of the really poor organization of it. I I, I was telling you when we were watching today, I couldn't believe they didn't put barricades. Like literally, their their strategy to get people off the streets was was to have a TTC bus in front of the parade and just trying to move people. But like, this is crazy. They, they projected for 1.5 to 2 million people. I wouldn't be shocked if there was more than 2 million people out there today. It was crazy. I don't think anybody, this, this might have been the second most unproductive day in the city of Toronto, maybe behind Christmas. Like, I don't, I don't think anybody did any work today. Yeah. I'd like to give a shout out to my, my work, uh, colleagues and boss. I really appreciate the 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 ability. The uh, let's see, let's see. The, what's the right word? The I really appreciate that they understood my passion for the Raptors yes, and gave same. me the space and the opportunity to enjoy the parade in full motion. Even though I did try to leave early at like I think at like eleven eleven thirty one, but I could not leave. Like you're stuck in that one spot until all this whole bomb, this shooting and all this stuff and yeah, yeah. Like the riots start happening and everything. Not riots, just like the chaos. Uh, so I just snuck myself out there. But okay. Uh, yes. So I mean, when you, when you have a five and a half hour long parade, there's going to be some chaos. And that's unfortunately what did happen. Nonetheless, there was a lot of funny moments in the parade. Really awesome to see a bunch of drunk 
basketball players. <laughs> Norm Powell, oh man, that dude. I'm sure that dude is going to be drunk for the next three days the way he looked today. Um, playoff Powell, man, that's what it is. Playoff Powell, man, he, he was the, I guess he didn't play a ton in the playoffs. He had a I, ton of I, energy. I, just, I, do, I do want to give a new nickname. Playoff Powell is a bit overused. I want to call him the Milwaukee Assassin. <laughs> yes, because he was he was actually drafted with the Milwaukee picks. That's all he does. He destroys Milwaukee. And then, and everyone else is like, is Powell playing? Is Powell yeah. alive? And Milwaukee comes and is like, oh my God, this is the guy. Oh, him! He averaged six points through playoffs, but I think he probably averaged like fifteen against Milwaukee. Yeah, so that, it was that, just... that, that's that's playoff Powell. Oh, playoff Powell! Oh my God! Okay, what else do you want to talk about? That was all about the parade. <laughs> yeah, no, the parade was good. And nothing, everything else, I think, uh, it was great to see the city. I'll tell you, over the uh, the parade was, I think, one. I agree with you, poorly organized. In one way, but on the second hand, when you don't win anything, you have no idea what to base yeah. it on of a city exactly how people it is. So I do have some empathy for the for the organizers because they actually this something like this has never happened before. When you get you're breaking records and the fact that it was actually a good day, like the perfect day for a parade. Yeah, it was hot. It was perfect weather. You're gonna get people out there. And it's a Monday, right? So you don't even know, you can't even predict it because normally if you predict on a Saturday, you know people are going to be off. But on a Monday, apparently no one's working. So, yeah, it was, uh, you know what though? Like, I agree that it's the first time in the city and they probably could have planned a lot of things better. But they did know that the crowd is going to be 1.5 to 2 million. Everything about this Raptors playoff run has not been, has not been tame. Like, everything has been insane from, from how Jurassic Park went. When you went, I think in what second round, you yes. you went an hour early. To now, it. it took twenty four hours plus to get into Jurassic Park for the finals. That was, that was ridiculous. To the lines uh, to buy stuff during the finals, after the finals. So I I met some guy on the streets, and I saw like the day after the finals, and he had that hat on the the championship hat, and I stopped him and I was like, "Hey man, like how much how much are the hats?" And he's like. He's like, it's $55, $55 for a hat. But he said, you have to go wait two plus hours at the store to get it. So he just paid some guy $70 who's in the front of the line to buy a second one for him. So he paid $70 for a hat. Uh, I was like... First of all, it is a championship hat. I don't put money on championships. There are people Champ- out there on game five... They spent over a thousand, two thousand dollars. You know, for what? To see Kyle Lowry get blocked in the end <laughs> and not get history. That's what makes me happy. It's hilarious. Uh, we didn't spend that. We could not spend that. Um, yeah, it was it was crazy. And then like even even the day after, like trying to find a newspaper. Like I wanted to get the newspapers so I could I could frame them and put them on my wall. You can't even find newspapers in the city. I was like, this city is nuts. Like I just, uh, there were certain points when near the end I was like between the newspaper and the end, like the endless lines and lack of uh, reservations. Reservations. Oh, the res- the fact that we couldn't get any place to watch the game. Like we remember, we walked for Game Five all the way from Richmond and what was it, Richmond and York or so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the way down to uh, you know like Jurassic Park area, looking for a place to watch the game. And nobody had space 
except well, we, one place they charged eighteen dollars a beer. <laughs> who had tiny screens and we're like, screw it, we're just gonna watch it at your house. I'm not gonna pay eighteen dollars a beer. It was just, it was crazy. Like, I couldn't believe the. I was like, I just don't know where all these fans came from. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I'm happy. I'm enjoy, I'm happy that there's more fans and. And somebody has to pay the ticket prices because you and I were not paying the ticket prices. <laughs> and what somebody has to pay for those salaries. Did, but how, how much did we spend on tickets this year? We went to, I went to three games yeah, and I spent, yeah. I spent to 50, 60 and like 40 or something. So maybe 150 bucks total on three games. And you might've spent 400, 200 on three games. 200, 200. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mate, on our four games. So I'd like, like, I'd like to thank all those hardcore fans who spent yeah. over a thousand dollars and kept <laughs> kept this team from going and being successful and helping them hopefully go into the luxury tax. Thank you for spending all that money, guys. <laughs> I, we, as Raptor fans, we appreciate you guys spending more money. So buy yes. the jerseys, buy the shoes, buy everything you can. Buy the $55 hats <laughs> and buy the 40 You know that shirt, that shitty-ass shirt? It's $43. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do like the other one, the new one that they showed today. Oh, that the Gotham ones, that yeah. one I might I might spend $40 so, on the Gotham ones. So we always ask, the biggest question I think everyone wants to know is like, what happens to these shirts for the other team, right? So what if Toronto lost? These shirts would have been made. What would have happened to them? So I spoke to one of the guys at SportCheck who is actually in charge of these shirts and everything like that. And I was like, hey, man, just a quick question. What do you – Tell me a story about these about these shirts. When did you take it out? He's like, they get the boxes uh, as soon as, uh, say, game two, the second game of the series. So they get the boxes, everything's delivered, but they are told not to open them unless, obviously, once the sign is once the team won, but team wins. But if they don't op- if they open it before, the fine is a hundred thousand dollars per box. Wow, hundred thousand dollars per box. Right, and there's always like rumors here that they ship these shirts out to like people in Africa and like all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I don't think they do that anymore, just because the impact of social media these days. Uh, because kids in Africa can hashtag Serge Ibaka or like tag, like everyone can travel. Social media things travel a lot faster, so you're not gonna get like. So you don't? They don't send it. No, they destroy it now. So oh, they destroy them now. They destroy oh, okay. it now. Yeah, they used to send it back in the day. They used to send it, but now they destroy it, right? So I don't know. You either would you like to waste shirts or? But hey, when you're making forty three dollars for a two dollars shirt, you can I know. Do yeah, I mean the, the the cost of these things. They make so much money on these. The thing is, like these salaries are pretty crazy too. Right now, they've got a quiet like Kawhi's gonna if he resigns, it's gonna make thirty five million dollars. Like it has to come from somewhere, right? That's true. Um, that's true. So somebody has to pay it, man. If we're not going to pay it, we we come from the the Raptor fans who used to spend seven dollars or six. Remember, we used to wait for like six dollars on StubHub Amazing. on like a Wednesday night, and then go watch like Toronto at or like when the Hawks came here in the middle of the week on Wednesday yeah. night. And then we go down. Really to, sh- then we go down to the first the yeah, yeah. level. We look for it's, seats. We'd be like, oh, that seat is open. We got in. It's hard to justify a ton of money when you're when you're used to doing that. So, um, yeah. So, but nonetheless, fun to, fun to watch the whole journey and, and kind of, you know, be a part of it. And, and you think back to all the games you're watching and all the podcasts you listen to, or all the times there before podcasts were around or all the times before the internet was around and you were watching this team 
And it feels like everything comes kind of like full circle as a fan as well. You know, you're like, oh, th- finally, I've kind of been validated for being a fan all these years, right? Absolutely. That's what it kind of feels like. You're like, oh, I've been validated. Okay, okay. I feel good now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you, uh, I'm just going to get a little little, uh, a little emotional in a sense. I was just, should, I, I, should I play some music? I'll play some, play some emotional music. Right okay. <laughs> um, no, it's just because, you know, when you, I came to Canada in 2001. And I got my first interaction with basketball was Vince Carter. And this was, you know, seeing him against New York Knicks and then the Philadelphia 76ers. I didn't see Vince Carter that much during the early years when he was Vince Sandy, but seeing him in the New York Knicks in Philadelphia, you know, you met you, him dropped like 50 consecutive points. He was the, he was a star at the time and just being in awe of, this superstar right here. And the next year when he got injured, you know, and we made that comeback. Remember? We made that comeback and Chris Childs missed the shot. And then it just went downhill from there. But it's amazing to be a Raptor fan and go through the lows of, the se- of, of those years and just being when you travel and you go somewhere and you tell them you're from Toronto and they say, uh, are you a Raptor fan? They laugh at you because, hey, we got a purple dinosaur as our logo. How do we take it seriously? Yeah, the Barney, the Barney logo. The Barney logo, right? And now yeah. I'm like, hey, have you seen a raptor? Yeah. In Jurassic Park? All right. Yeah. Freaking that, that thing's so dangerous, man. That's what it is. It's gonna be that that has no comparison with no offense. A warrior, a deer. I don't even I don't even know what a 76er is. Or any black magic for them. No, it's it's great. And I remember traveling and having the same thing where you had to like justify your fandom. Yeah, you just um, you're, you're like, and the only thing they remember is like, oh, Vince Carter slammed down. Yeah. I'm like, I was there for like less than a year of Vince Carter's like exciting year, but I still love this team. You know, like I didn't, I, I missed the Vince Carter years. So I've never, I saw a little bit of Vince Carter years, but I saw more of like Chris Bosch era or like, yeah. you know, the, the Barnani era. Air Barnani. era. And it was a painful seeing those expectations and seeing all those trades side note on vince carter i i'm amazed the way he left toronto and now he's going to become the player with the most years under his belt in the nba because like his whole thing when he was in toronto was he's lazy yeah he doesn't he want does, to talk anymore he, does, he doesn't want like all the all the worst narratives you could imagine about a superstar like you know stuff that you would hear things about, like, say, Andrew Wiggins today. Like, what if I told you Andrew Wiggins is going to play 23 years in the NBA? You'd be like, you're crazy. Yeah, right? Andrew, like, well, first of all, I'll tell you right now. Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> I'm off the Andrew Wiggins bandwagon. I have to be a huge Andrew Wiggins fan. The man is trash. The guy, his game is garbage. If, it, if, if, if Nick Nurse, because he, said, he just said he's going to sign up for the uh, Team Canada. He's going to play for Team Canada next year. If, for some reason, Andrew, Nick Nurse is able to change Andrew Wiggins' game, uh, you know what? Build Nick Nurse a statue because he is going to be the messiah. He is going to be the king. I don't think he's going to change his game. I think he's just going to limit him from doing what. Because oh. the thing is, they just they they let him have free reign. But now on this team with Team Canada, he's not going to have the ball. Jamal Murray will have the ball. I love um, it. RJ Barrett may have it too. Yeah, RJ Barrett. Although RJ Barrett has a lot of flaws in his game too, so we'll we'll uh, we'll see. I mean, the expectations of Team Canada is just to compete. You know, we just want to make the the Tokyo Olympics. Of course, and we yeah. win gold medal then. That's what yeah. it's all about. <laughs> the third strings or the fourth string of the U.S. team would probably be everybody else in the world. <laughs> so, 
yeah, I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But, uh, but yeah, I, I just, I'm shocked every time I, I look at Vince Carter today and how, how he's really grown as a person coming from where he was 20 plus years ago and quitting on the team and not wanting to dunk for the team. And to his defense, like he did some really bad things. There, there obviously for people who don't remember, there was times when he actually like, called out the plays uh, yeah. that the Raptors are about to run. Like there's, there's some legit reasons for hating Vince Carter in this. Uh, and yeah. like if, the, if somebody who Absolutely. watched back then said, no, I'm not going to forgive Vince Carter today to me, I would be like, okay. There's a lot of times, a lot of people who've forgotten it, who've forgiven Vince Carter today really didn't, rem- really don't remember that time, right? They yeah. might've been too young or they skipped Absolutely. it or whatever. But Absolutely. Vince Carter was, was pretty shitty. Well, but, most, most of my time remembering him, was pretty shitty, unfortunately. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. He was a star. He, one was he used to was he was oft injured, mm-hmm. right? Okay, fine, oft injury. But then he said all these things. He doesn't dunk anymore. Uh, the giving up plays, I completely forgot about that. And he used to yeah. he used to give up plays as soon as he's coming down and tell the other team, "Hey, we're running a really like flare thing, or whatever." Not flare, and everyone knows. Yeah, yeah. So you know, and the fact it didn't hurt. It hurt the fact that we didn't get anything. We got like a bunch of garbage for him. Uh, so the Williams. And, and we paid Alonzo Morning. We paid Alonzo Morning not to yeah, come to Toronto, right? Screw Alonzo Morning. You garbage, Alonzo. So that that when when Kawhi got traded here, that was kind of like the flashback for a lot of the Raptor fans. Like, oh my God, we just traded for a guy who doesn't want to come here. Will he report? Is he going to play for us? Does you know? Yeah, that was the whole thing. Yeah, and that that was like that was went through my head too. I was like, oh my God, is this going to be like an Alonzo Morning situation? Pretty much the opposite of an Alonzo morning situation. You Alonzo morning, you garbage yeah. Alonzo. But quiet, quiet came, and he did his job. He gave us a championship. Where he will forever be enshrined in Canadian sports history, and uh, now he has the ability to do whatever he wants. Absolutely. Yeah. So, do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about the impending free agency? No, I, I, I want to ask you a question before that. Well, okay. What do you want to talk All right, about? I want to ask. Who is your most memorable rap non-superstar raptor? Ever? Yeah, and yeah, ever. Man. What's up? Memorable non-superstar. So don't give me any like Chris Bosch or Kawhi, Kyle, DeMar, none of that stuff. Non-superstar. Man. Who do you Man. whose game did you love when he was a raptor, even if it was for like you know, five games, ten games, one season, two seasons. So there's a lot of good. There's a lot of guys who are who are like very typical Toronto type players who are like hustlers. Um, that that were big fan that were big um, fan favorites at the time. Like in the Vince Carter era, there was probably I'm not gonna give you one because I can't really think of one. But like there's like Oakley, uh, Antonio Davis. Those guys were big fan favorites, and so that I really enjoyed. Um, the next generation. Uh, let's say like the Chris Bosh era, maybe like Anthony Parker. I remember Anthony Parker was oh yeah really good. MVP of the uh, yeah oh Doug Christie. He's probably but he's he was great. Doug Chris Doug Christie was your original three and D guy. You know, um, he was awesome. Um, Come Jose on, Calderon. Give me, give me one. Give me one. Give me one. Oh. Give me one. One one old, old memorable player that you are like. You know what? I like this guy. I'd have any team. He's entertaining. He he kept me entertained for all these years. Maybe Jose. That's probably the guy. Like I just because I remember that was the bulk of bad basketball I watched, and he kind of like he was kind of like this guy that you're like, oh, he's like always efficient and like he, he could 
do everything on the offensive end in terms of like scoring, passing, kept everything. And then we had all these like nerdy analytics things where he's like assisted turnover was good and things like that. He's the one that like I remember watching a lot of him and really liking watching his game, even though I knew his game was not that great. Um, but he, he's probably the one that I can remember the most. How about you? Okay, you're going to hate this one. It was actually uh, Andrea Bagnani. No, the... no, the reason I say that... <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I make fun of Andrea Bagnani now because of the Primo Pasta stupid ads and the fact that he was trash. But when he came into the league, when he played, he was that beacon of hope. All right, we made playoffs. We were playing well with basketball. And to see a seven-foot seven foot player stop, drop, shoot like... Disco Dirk at the time was amazing. And the fact that we had in the Raptors and we gave him the first two years, he, he had decent averages the first two year, two, three years. And then he went to shit because he never improved his game. He never took that next step. Right. Uh, so that's the first two years of Andrea were amazing because they were, Hey, air barks, man. You air barks. Air bark. So that yeah. draft was like historically bad. Well, they had you, Marcus Aldridge got drafted. That, that's that it. That, that's it. That's the pick. Like if you, it was between Bargnani and Aldridge. Aldridge went number two, and he was—he's literally the only player. Like I, I pulled up this draft right now. Um, of the first seven players, one had a good, like a really good career, which was Aldridge. The f- seven players. So I bet you don't even remember who went. After Andrea Bargnani. I have no idea. So it went Bargnani, Aldridge. Then Adam Morrison. Oh, man, he was championship and Adam Morrison. Shit. Tyrus Thomas. I remember Tyrus Thomas. Charlotte, Sheldon, Charlotte, Sheldon Williams. Uh, uh, I don't know. He went to the Hawks at the time. Yeah, okay. And then, and then the best player in the draft was Brandon Roy, but he obviously... Poor Brandon Roy. ...had a bad career and then randy foy so like out of the top seven who like marcus aldridge really had a good and then number eight is not even like something to write home about it was rudy gay yo then patrick o'brien mohammed sene jj reddick we had rudy gay and patrick o'brien on on the raptors that's how bad the raptors were at one point patrick o'brien made the raptors and we had rudy gay for that one season and a half where it was gay time for everyone got excited about it This 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 team this um draft like there's literally like Rondo was number twenty one Kyle Lowry was twenty four oh Lowry oh, terrible La- Lowry and Bar- Bargs were the same draft yeah yeah but like the, like Lowry was not Lowry that he's today also Lowry's middle name is Terrell there you go Wikipedia. Oh, that's so, uh, that's so badass. <laughs> I think Terrell's such a, like a badass name. There you go. He's uh. So like it's it, I know they got the pick and we make fun of Barks a lot, but that draft was so bad that like I don't even know if you're if you're, um, you know if you're Brian Colangelo at the time who you're picking. It's such a bad draft, you know. Um, so you I guess if you if you hit on the Marcus Aldridge, that's fine, but everything else is just so bad. So all right, so let's go. You got you had Jose, I had Air Barks, amazing. We had the uh, European. Superstars for yeah. us. Uh, <laughs> a lot, a lot of players. If I put some thought into uh, this, but fair enough. Uh, okay, next question. Mm-hmm. I want to wrap it up soon, but mm-hmm. what's the Kawhi meter looking at? 
Yeah, it's uh, what well, I don't remember. Well. What were you at last time? You were at like sixty. I was at like low fifties. I think somewhere. Yeah, I, I was higher than you at the time. I do. Remember yeah, that. you've been higher than me the whole season. I, I, yeah. I don't like. I I've been saying he stay he stay a lot recently because like, how, what more can you do as a franchise, as teammates, as a fan base? Like, what more can you legit do? Like, you literally have given this guy everything you could possibly give. No, no, and you, you can do more. What can you do? You move out of LA, you get better weather. This shitty yeah. ass weather ain't helping nobody here, man. Like, well, he said to, he said it was nice to experience four seasons. He said that today in his media what available. What, yeah. I don't think I've experienced four seasons this last year. I've experienced <laughs> one season, and that's cold, yeah. man. Winter, winter, and less cold. That less was it. it was cold and incredible. less cold. That was about it. Um, no, so like, I mean, out of what you can control, you obviously can't control the weather, but. They've done everything you you can do. I would say I would put it at like low sixties now. Like if you gave me sixty two and a half percent or something like that. You know, like that's where I think he's gonna that that he'll stay. Um, and that's pretty much as high as I could imagine going because the reality of it is he's so tight lipped, and I don't know if he's intentionally tight lipped because he's not thought about. Like he he's he's still thinking about it, and there's a, there's a real chance he goes elsewhere or he's just tight-lipped because he doesn't want to take it away attention from the team you know he's just like anytime yeah, they talk yeah, about yeah. it then it's then it's hit right yeah. anyways what's yours i think it's it, uh, okay here's my take before the kevin duran injury mm-hmm. i was a lot higher after that my inc- my inclination is that it's a lot lower right really why yeah Two reasons. One, he's won the championship. So he's done everything he can do in Toronto. He's achieved his goal. So now he can go and do it, do, uh, uh, pursue another goal, right? He's bought the championship in the city. Thank you, Kawhi. I think I'm happy. You know, I'll be okay with him leaving. Fine. The second thing is he can do a one-and-done deal, like one, one plus one, like one, uh, one, one, one deal with a player option. So a two-year deal, max, probably $70 million, whatever it is. The, what's happened to... Kevin Durant now is an injury, injury-wise, right? So going into your one season, if something happens to him injury-wise, if he doesn't perform, he gets injured earlier on, what are the chances that he doesn't get that five-plus max, right? I, I, don't, I think he's going to sign the five. I, I know people are saying that there's a shorter – there's a, like he, he can do the one-plus-ones and stuff like that, but – he doesn't seem like a guy who who every last dollar matters to him that much, and so I, I actually feel he's going to sign the five, with oh, maybe man. multiple opt outs or something like that. Who knows? Um, so right but, now, I'm 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 literally at like a fifty percent. You're um, lower. I'm lower. I'm I'm lower just because I think they've achieved their goal. Like this is it, and I don't think the Raps prospect in like not this year, the year after look promising at all. They look empty to be honest with you. The only two guys we have on rosters. Or Norm and uh, Pascal. Right? Yeah, but at least at least you have space, right? And you can you can bring back. Whereas, like, you're not locked into bad deals. Yep, that's smart. You know, it's it's um, smart, beside. Yeah, so it's fine. You know, a lot of things going to depend on. Hey, Masai, are you staying? You know, are you going to stick around for five years? Is Mal- Alex McKechnie going to stick around for five years? Yo, you know, all give these this like, guy, give this guy, build this guy a statue. No, Mister Load Management. He, he's guy. Build, this guy's build, the, build, build Alex McKechnie a statue. Build everyone a, the damn team a statue. Is, oh, is there, hold, on, hold on, one more thing. I want yeah. to go back. All right, we're going on this topic on statue building. I'm going to say this to our one of our listeners, Adnan. <laughs> All right, 
This man used to insult Lowry so much. He said he wanted to trade him for what was it Mike Conley at the time? The Mike Conley, remember that? Mike Conley. It was like, oh, you should trade him. Bum ass Lowry called him, right? Can't do anything. And he messaged us today. He said, yeah, he messaged. He said, I've been Lowry, converted. I've it's converted. like it's like we converted him to another religion or something. <laughs> he, we've converted him. And he just said, he's like, Lowry won a championship, build a statue. And I was like, damn right, man. This man is, Lowry has something on him. Thank you, Adnan, for listening. Thank you, Adnan, for con- be converting into our Lowryism. <laughs> so we spent forty-five minutes arguing with him on the in on Lowry and in, in the in your van coming back from Detroit. Oh, it was ridiculous! Uh, that convincing that Lowry is better than like Ugh, anyone God. else you're going to get in the market right now, right? No, Lowry. Lowry not only won had a, he had a great playoffs and killed it in the. Clo- like the closing game. Oh, like hold he- on, hold on one sec. Uh, how many playoff? How many? Tell me how many rings does Lowry have compared to Chris Paul? <laughs> That's true. It's uh, one to zero. Oh, hold on, one thing. How many rings do does Jeremy Lin have to Carmelo Anthony? Oh, that's a mean one. I thought that's so. That's what they're all about, all right? That's you a play mean the team one. game, you win. <laughs> Doesn't matter if you're playing or not. You play a team game, you win. Yeah, I, I like Jeremy Lin's take on it. He was like, they asked him about like, oh, do you deserve the championship? He was on a podcast a couple of days ago. And he's like, listen, like, I don't play a lot, but I got to do all the work to stay ready. I got to do all the work to push these guys in practice. Yeah, um, and, and I, I, got, I agree with that. I 100% agree with that. Like, like you're, we're so emotionally involved as fans, even at, sitting on the bench, you're not disengaged. You're watching the game. You're giving advice. You're doing all this stuff. You're talking so to your... You are- preparing the superstars to play against other superstars. I give a big credit to all these bench guys, Jordan Lloyd, Malcolm Miller, Chris Boucher, Eric Moreland, Jeremy Lin, uh, Jody Meeks. I think that's all. That, that's not easy, man. But you gotta, you know you're not going to get minutes at all, for that matter. But you got to go into practice and bust your ass every time. And, you know, make sure that you are playing the hardest because – or you are mimicking the other players as well and helping these guys get better uh, physically and mentally, right? You need that hype. You need that excitement. You need that fan base. So, yeah, they deserve the ring. Plus, it's not only a playoff thing. I think it's a whole year thing. It's a culmination of the entire year. Uh, it's what you bought into the team. You bought into the culture. You bought into the team. It's never a single person thing. It's always a team, uh, team sport. That's why it works. That's why Carmelo Anthony never won a championship. Uh, also, he's trash, but that's all about it. <laughs> okay, I think I think we've babbled on it off. Uh, this I don't know if we're gonna do a lot of more podcasts after this one. Obviously, the season's over. Uh, we may come on during the summer and do a WNBA uh, podcast. No, no, we're not gonna do that because we don't know enough. Although, if they start pushing it and putting it on on you know regular tv for me to actually be able to watch it maybe i will know a little bit more um yeah but i think we uh we just had fun doing this podcast this year we did it as just a couple of guys who like to talk about uh the raptors and obviously from a podcasting perspective it couldn't have gone better because they ended up winning the championship but there was a lot of like there was a lot to talk about a lot of upside downs to talk about in a team that was very good uh, are, we, are, are we the are we the are we the good luck is <laughs> pretty much i think i think there is the reason that they won the championship is because we uh criticized them all through the year on our podcast absolutely uh, we called it the untitled, the untitled podcast so i just want to say thanks to everybody who watched uh, sorry watch listen uh we ended up 
doing this for a lot longer than I thought we were going to end up doing it. I, I don't know if we'll do it next year again. We'll find out. Me and Tal will sit down and figure that out. But but uh, thank you to everybody who listened. And we had a, a, a handful of very loyal, loyal listeners who listened to Talib and I banter about nothing uh, throughout the season. Absolutely. Thank you so much uh, for all the support, guys. Uh, this 22 episodes were quite long, quite entertaining, quite fun to do. Uh, emotionally draining, just because watching the Raptors is emo- is emotional for us as we get we've been lifelong fans, or as long as we can. Uh, second, secondly, I think it also takes a lot of work to analyze the games. I've enjoyed rewatching the games, trying to figure out plays and reading a lot about it, and trying to be a little more entertaining. The podcasts also has to do with the reading and watching a lot of plays, watching the games again. So it's been fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, lastly, I want to say one more hot take. Anthony Davis is trash. He did not win an NBA championship. End. All right, we'll leave it at one of Talib's stupid hot takes that he's given us through 2022 20, episodes. Also, also, Eric Moreland needs more playing time, and Malcolm Miller is going gonna, is gonna to get a starting spot next year. Boom. Done. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Your Toronto Raptors are NBA champions. Have a good one. Bye. What, what do you do? <laughs>